Hey there, Donna Ashton here for some real talk. Honestly, I don't like working that much, but I do like to make a lot of money. And I'm here to help you work less and make more so you can have your dream business. To be the boss on your terms, work when you want, from where you want, and maybe take Fridays off. This show is for coaches, consultants, and experts who want to leverage their time, make a bigger impact, and earn more money without working harder. Here's what you'll get on my show. Successful entrepreneurs revealing their best tips for a laptop lifestyle, my strategy and tools for creating courses, and the latest marketing trends to get your course sold. Basically, stories of real people living their dream business who also have the freedom to enjoy it. Okay, welcome back to today's episode. And today I have a very special guest. She's been my coach, a colleague, I consider her a friend. And I'm super excited to um, have Carolyn Soldo on my show today. So let me tell you a little bit about her. I'll introduce her and we'll jump on in. So Carolyn has built two seven multi-million dollar businesses in the service industry and is also an angel investor with a special interest in women-led ventures. Over the last 10 years, Carolyn has advised and helped nurture the businesses of many of the seven-figure thought leaders you see thriving today. And she's a business growth expert, creator of Scale Academy, a powerhouse business where she leads powerful business owners to success with ease. So welcome so much. I'm so honored to have you here, Carolyn. Thank you, Donna, so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yay. So just tell us a little bit about how you got started. I know your story, but I know it's probably a long story, but like just kind of what drove you to get started and your why in your business? What drives mm -hmm. you? Sure. So I have been calling myself a corporate dropout and uh, that's really how it all started when I got really burnt out in, in corporate. So once I had my MBA in 2006, I launched into a corporate career also helped my husband launch his company, which is now a very successful manufacturing business. But I've always been looking for what I could do in, in business. And, and I didn't really find that one thing until I hired a health coach to help me with my burnout. So I discovered the coaching and also the consulting industry through this coach that helped me when I was still in corporate. And I thought, mm, maybe this is my way of building my own business and you know, helping people at the same time. And so long story short, I launched into health coaching, turned that around, rebranded myself and started to help people with their businesses. And in the beginning, it was brand new startups, um, which is what my sweet spot was really with my marketing background. And then over time, about four or five years later, I evolved again. And these days we help uh, business owners that are a bit more experienced, a couple of years in business. We help them. So sort of reinvent themselves, remodel their business, fall back in love with what they do. And at the same time, of course, scale, but do it in a way that really fulfills them. So, you know, if you ask me what I stand for, I would say, I believe that your business really has to make you happy in order for your business to be really successful. And, uh, and yeah, we've, we've been, you know, just so blessed with amazing clients, you know, like, like you and seeing you thrive and soar and do all these amazing things. It's just been incredible. We do work, you know, with clients around the world. We have events and really always looking at how we can impact more people and having fun and building an amazing life at the same time. Yeah, well, I know I kind of, I feel like I kind of came to you almost when you were already kind of on the rise and already, you know, uh, 
kind of a guru status, but I know that your business has gone through some changes um, since then. And I know this happiness factor has, has really come into play. And it's, it's interesting because I, I know for myself, you know, money is a big driver for me, like getting the success and getting the success. And I remember when I hit my first, you know, six figures, I just thought, oh, like it just felt so anticlimactic. <laughs> like, what's next? Yeah, yeah, no one was like, <laughs> no one was congratulating me and nobody was, you know, and it just, it, I guess, you know, and it was a real wake up call to like, well, now what? You know, well, we can always keep setting that bar higher and higher, but. Um, I think there comes a point where you have to, you have to have something else. Like there needs to be something inside or some other driver, uh, that big why as to what you're doing to, to motivate you. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it more and more as I, as I got to work with more experienced business owners and also women in corporate. So not only did I, you know, experience it myself firsthand, but also the clients that would come to me even my past colleagues, friends in my you know, circle here uh, locally, what I hear again and again is, is this idea of, hey, I'm successful and I'm making money and I have this career or I have this business, but something's missing. And I almost feel guilty for saying it. I almost feel like ashamed that I'm complaining because I should be happy and people admire what I have. But um, you know, it's just again and again, it, it, it looks like money isn't it for people. It helps us, of course, it, you know, we experience the world through it, but most people are lacking something. And so I looked at my own experience and I started to really analyze my journey and pick it apart. And you know me, Donna, I structuralize things. I try to create steps and processes to help other people follow along and do the same. So I began to sort of create this process around, you know, how to go from feeling very unfulfilled despite being successful and reinventing yourself no matter where you are to live life in a fulfilled way no matter what that means to you to some people they still earn more and thrive more and succeed more other people take a different direction mm -hmm. and um it's really allowed me to you know live life a lot more fulfilled myself and figure out what i really want and now i'm able to help a lot more people in the same way so it's exciting yeah, I, I think there, like we said, there comes a time where that's just more, 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 more is not necessarily more. Like you said, money is great. I think without it, we uh, for me, when, I'm, when I don't have it, I'm sad. Right. <laughs> I feel like, but when I have it, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm happy, right? Like I think that has to come from something else. And like you said, it allows us to it provides opportunities for traveling or giving my kids what they need and making sure we can pay the bills and that I can, my husband's almost just about all retired. He's sort of semi-retired now. We keep going a little bit more and a little bit more, a little bit more and, you know, giving the opportunities there and to be able to do the things and fix up our house and, and have all that. And that part is fun. But I think unless you have something else inside that, you know, that's not, it's not enough. And I have seen it, as I've gotten older, like I've been, um, this is my 11th year in, in business. And it's like, mm -hmm. when I was back in, when I was 40 and I was running my business, you know, I could keep going with that hustle and with that go, 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 go. But um, now as I'm in, my, as I'm 50, 50, you know, in my fifties, I don't know if it's just, I don't want to work that hard or I just see the value in 
time as the thing that really is we can't yeah. get back. We can always make more money, but we can't make more time. And as my kids have gone from seven when I started my business to now just turned 18, it's crazy, you know, that how quickly the time has gone. We were just talking mm-hmm. about them applying to colleges and they're leaving. And so, you know, there's things I can't get back. And I'm so glad I've had the opportunity to be here and to, you know, be able to be the one that can say, yes, I'll drive you guys to the basketball game, or I'll be the one that's the, the, uh, you know, the field trip mom or whatever, you know, or having them home when I was homeschooling. And I know you're doing the same, right? Because you, we've had your kids and I think now they're home, but you've always been, um, your family as, as a big driver for you, right? Yeah, really my boys were my initial driver. And then I sort of lost track of that a little bit as the business really took over everything. And I wasn't really present for them. And I, and I you know, recognized that uh, over time, I, I couldn't figure out how to find that balance, which really ate away at me inside. Um, but, um, you know, I found that again, and I'm making that priority very much so right now. And, you know, the work's always going to be there, to your point. My husband says that too. He runs a manufacturing company, and he gets contracts again and again and again, even without doing a lot of marketing. And he has to intentionally say, no, I'm not taking this contract. He has to decline business because they're always going to send more. He can be working until he's 90 years old and fall over dead and be done with it. And then what's the point, you know? So money can always be made to your point. You can always shift. You can always do something else. So you have to really let go of that fear and, you know, those drivers those what I call false drivers that are pushing you in the direction that doesn't serve you. And then of course find healthier drivers and, you know, and, and then stick with it and, and, and live it. So it's, um, it's great to see when, when you, when you talk to people who realize it and who get it and who are actually, you know, implementing it, how different they feel and how different they are around, like just around them and the energy they have compared to the people who are always like, go, go, go. And, always more, more, more. It's like this never ending. The bucket is, is always yeah somewhere. Yeah. And it's easy to get caught up in it, especially when you start to have some success and you don't like, you feel like if you stop, everything's going to fall apart. And, um, but you want, you don't want to build a business that way that if you do stop and it does fall apart, like, how is that going to serve you? <laughs> like, that's just, a, yeah. you, know, you yeah. want to build a business that supports you and, and, exactly. and, no matter how many millions or billions you have, you can always live in scarcity. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about, like, I know you, you had a course a long time ago, but you, you've done a lot with leverage programs because I, I was in them. <laughs> so I know. When did you mm-hmm. decide in your business that it was time to, like, leverage from one-to-one um, into a more scaled model? Very quickly, Donna, I, I can't pinpoint a specific like time or like aha moment. It was more, it, you know, my business sort of organically grew out of pain. So I experienced pain or, or you know, a, a cap somewhere in some way or a struggle and I built solutions around it and that's how it, it sort of evolved and grew from there. But I remember even, even in corporate, still having one-to-one coaching clients and, and health coaching on the side, on the weekends. And I, I knew right away this wasn't scalable. And, and based on the income I wanted to make too, I knew right away that somehow I had to figure out a way to you know, serve more people 
without necessarily working more hours because we all just have so many hours in a day. So in less than a year, if you had, you know, me pick a timeline very quickly, I knew, and then putting together a way to serve more people without sacrificing service, sacrificing value, still being able to give people great results. That is a little bit of, of a challenge, but not really, you know, that's where you begin to hire more people and you work with a team and you put some structures in place where people can self-serve. Um, it, it still is limited. It's still not a, 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 you know, a course. I think your business, the course business is probably the most unlimited way to sell because it's not, you know, or very, very, a very small portion of, of the service is your time. People yep. can watch the videos and they read the books and all that. Um, but there's a trade-off in how you want to, you know, serve. I have a client and she recently said to me, you know, I actually want more contact with my people. So now we're going backwards a little bit because she wants more of the Q&A. She wants more of the one-to-one. And that's where actually I'm going now again too. Yeah. So I went from, you know, high volume coaching to a lot more high-end boutique consulting where there is a lot more one-to-one because I love it more. So you can evolve in and out of it, change it, shift it anyway. It sort of, you know, suits you as you change and mature and as the market shifts and all that. So it's fun. You know, we're the bosses. Yeah, I agree. And I have seen the same thing in my clients because I think sometimes it's hard. It's like you have to pry their fingers, you know, off of, of one-to-one. I'm like, you don't have to give it all up. You can have a coaching call, a group call once a month or every other week or however you want to do it, including it in your course. And it just makes for a better, I think it just makes for a better course all around because you get that chance to answer their specific questions. And if you are like super loving coaching and that's what really, you know, floats your boat and you're like, I I miss that. I want to be in touch and I don't want to be, because I get people who are like, I don't want to talk to anyone else again. And then I have people who are like, no, I still want to talk to people. So it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's great to be able to have the, you know, the flexibility. There's not like one right way to do it. And, and I've just watched you too. I mean, you really had a very large, thing going and then just sort of disassembled the whole thing. What, what was behind that? Was it just, it was got too much, too overwhelming? Several things. So the first, the core issue that I felt was that I was growing apart from my market Mm -hmm. and it's a very natural thing. And I think it happens to most people, especially entrepreneurs where as we grow in our experience and our interests and our personality, uh, a lot of times there, this gap between where we are and where our market is widens. So it becomes wider and wider and wider. You know, whereas in the beginning, I was just a few steps ahead of my market. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I was years and years ahead of my market. So there's a bit of that, call it compassion fatigue, you know, call it just being burnt out from, from the market. So it wasn't really burnout from the, running the business. Um, there was some of that, the biggest burnout came from me serving the same types of people asking me the same types of questions. And, um, along with that, the market changed too. So a lot of times the industry you're in will either become saturated where there's lots of competition, meaning now you're competing on price. Now you can't stand out. Um, or there's new tech, new trends that, that actually make you sort of replaceable or people, you know, buy different things. They don't want that anymore. Um, which was a little bit of a problem in, in this space too. And so I saw the market quality degrading greatly and at the same time falling out of love with the service I was providing. I wasn't inspired by it anymore. 
And I got a taste for some really exciting projects, working with clients at a much higher end. And so it took me about a year from, I would say, the beginning of 2018 to the end of 2018 and beginning of 2019 to say, this is how I want to shift. And then I took a whole year um, last year to create this new vision, get the guts to do it because disassembling such a big business takes some guts, right? It takes some courage. It's not easy. Letting go of a lot of just grief and feeling like I'm giving up on it and, and I don't want to throw it away and what should I be doing with it and who can take it over and what's going to happen. And at the same time, believing that this new vision could actually be a reality for me, right? So when you're moving into something new, it's unknown, doubts kick back in. Can you actually do it? Is it going to be profitable? You know, is it going to happen? Do people want this? So I had to create new offerings, two new offerings. And um, you're never immune to the doubt and the fear and the anxiety. Uh, maybe you're able to deal with it a bit more um, maturely. I don't know if that, that's a work because you've, you've been through it before. But it was undeniable. When you get to that point, sticking, yeah, you can make yourself stick. But if I'm already an entrepreneur, I can stick with a corporate job. I can feel like a prisoner in a job, sure. But not even there, you can get a new job. It's also a mind, a mind game, right? Mm-hmm. But um, my friend Sally Hawkshead, I was um, at a retreat with her at the end of 2019. And she said to me, you know, you're a business owner. And if you don't allow yourself to explore and do what you feel called to do, who can? You're an entrepreneur. If anybody can do it, we can do it. So you have to give yourself permission. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to be miserable. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's been great. It's been scary and, and up and down, but I, I love the, where, where it's going and how it's been going. And we have new projects that we're launching. So I'm, I'm blessed really, but it's been hard, Donna, for sure. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, you've spent all this time and energy, you've built this big thing and then, you know, like you said, I, I kind of get what you're saying though. Cause I had the same thing with my homeschool coaching business. You know, I was now, my kids have been in school for years and I was still trying to help people who were, you know, in first grade and my kids were like in eighth grade. And I was just like, you know, it was hard. That gap kept growing wider and wider. And I was like, no longer passionate about that. I, cause I wasn't doing it anymore. And it was interesting. And I was like, finally, even though then I started this business and I was trying to run both. I think that's when I, when yeah. we started working together and then right. just a few months after that, then I, I sold the other business, something I never thought in a million years I would ever do. Like, but you never know. I mean, I think as entrepreneurs, that's the beauty and the hard part of this is that we're never for a lack of ideas. We thrive on change and creativity. I know I get bored if I keep doing something for a long time or like my change, I evolve, right? You evolve into a different person and you have to, if your business is still back here, it's not going to last long where you're kind of just going, then it starts like be something you're dragging along with you, even if it's like the source of your income, which makes it even harder, right? Especially you know, if you're like paying your bills and you're the source and, you know, you've built all this up, it's hard. I can't imagine doing what you've, you've done, but in a small way, I, I sort of did that, but then I sold it and I already had something else going. So it wasn't quite as scary, but um, I get what you're saying about that whole thing. We have to stay true to who we are because we, like you said, otherwise we could just go get a job and, and be over there. And, and who wants to do that? And I think so many times people 
do feel like they're locked in. I talked about this with someone else on the podcast. It's like, we feel chained and locked into this, but it's our business. <laughs> like, and in, it, sometimes it feels like we couldn't do that, but we can. It's just, will we? Like, right, will we take the chance? Like, you had a big decision to make there, and there was a lot of people involved in it as well. So not just you. Like, in my case, it was just me. <laughs> I didn't have a whole team and all this stuff behind me, so it was easier to just go, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore, and I'm going to do this. But um, in your case, you know, you had a whole whole business behind it. So, but now you are coming out the other side and it was well worth it. It sounds like, cause now you're in a happier place and you already made the money once. I think that's a little bit, right? You know, you can do it. You've already built businesses. You helped your husband and you've done your, you know, you've done your thing and you can rebuild. So, you know, you can do it. So at least you have that when you're saying like a more mature way, I think at least you've got, well, I did it once. I did it twice. I can do it again. You know, it's just a different way. Yeah. You know what Boris and I also realized? Because he also had the experience, and I've seen him do it, of shifting his business up and down. You know, someone making $4 million can actually take home less than someone making a million a year. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because of your, you know, your profitability, and, you know, it, it really all depends on how you structure it. So a business that makes a lot of money doesn't mean it's a business that actually yeah. is profitable or actually gives the, the owner a lot of it. And so, you know, we've done a lot of restructuring in Boris's company too, in terms of the types of jobs that we take on and how many, you know, team members or employees, he has employees, which I don't, but how many he actually has and what he pays them to really have that sweet spot of, this is how much, you know, time I put into it. This is how much I want to get paid too. So yeah, you want to, you know, keep that in mind as, as well. So for me, it's actually been really, really great. And, um, financially i'm blessed i don't and i have him i have myself so we always sort of combine you know yeah. all of it which which you know relieves some of the pressure but um yeah i have a really really thin team now which i love uh, i love working with a big team don't yeah. get me wrong i love the people and i and i you know it was fun and and you know without having people on your team you really can't grow then you're just killing yourself but I, I also now really enjoy not having the responsibility of anybody, yeah. not managing people, not having, you know, being responsible for their income or their problems or, or whatever. So there's, there's pros and cons to all of it. Yeah. And again, it really depends on this, this sort of season of, of life that you're in and, you know, realizing what it is and, and yeah, doing yourself a favor to actually allow yourself to go there. I think that that's the biggest thing is, we entrepreneurs or most successful people have something to prove. And many people who are highly successful are doing it because they are either proving it to themselves and or other people, people from the past, family members, spouses, what have you. And, and that's where that never good enough feeling comes from. Mm -hmm. And healing that actually is, is step number one. So that you could say, if I don't make one more dime, I know I'm a good person mm. and I'm happy with myself and, and, and it's okay. So arriving at this place of be, the okayness and, and just saying, I'm good the way I am right now, whether I make 500,000 or 500 million or whatever, I'm, I know. So my self-worth is detached from my bank account and my accomplishments. I think that's where the, the, the greatest peace comes from for us. So we feel calm and peaceful and then we can say, I am fulfilled and I, 
actually can feel that bliss every day because I'm not yes. lacking, you know. I love that you said about this different seasons of your life. And I think there, there, there's definitely something to be said. I feel like I'm sort of like hanging on like, okay, one more year. My kids are both going to college at the same time. I can do whatever I want. Not that I can already do what I want, but I mean, I think having young kids, you, you know, yours are just still pretty young, right? So you've yeah. got, it's different when you've got younger kids and what's going on and taking that into consideration and, and building your business around your life. Really, I think, you know, I know you hear that all the time. It sounds so cliche, but I think there's not many, there's not enough people, I think, doing that and really taking into account what they have going on, what they can actually do, and without sacrificing their family and the time and everything to do it. So let's dive in just a little bit about what you're you're doing. I know you're helping women scale and kind of um, revamp their business. Just tell me briefly, like if somebody came to you, who is your ideal person and what do you help them do? So the ideal person is someone in service uh, industry. So we have now accountants, financial planners, attorneys, coaches, consultants, event planners, agency owners, uh, someone who, who offers higher end type services. And we take a very sort of holistic 360 degree look at their business and we help them optimize it. So we're really good at looking at the key areas in someone's business that holds revenue potential, profit potential, um, time to or winning time back, making things more leveraged, um, utilizing systems. So it's about finding their opportunities, finding their weaknesses, um, strengths and all of that, and then making a plan for elevating it in a way that again serves that person, not just to drive revenue hard or do it, you know, that kind of thing, but in a way that makes that person happy and fulfilled. And sometimes people say, I want to make more money. Great. We can do that. Sometimes they say, I need to completely rebrand myself. I need a, a new niche, new market, new offering. So we're starting sort of kind of from scratch a little bit, although I don't like that word, but I have two clients in that um, situation right now too. And so um, we, we analyze, we assess, we elevate, and then we move people into a longer term um, mentorship type situation where we help them then execute that plan over a year or more. Mm. So most of, most of women, I love my ladies. We have a <laughs> couple of men in there. Um, there's just something special about women and, and helping women rise. I've always been a real big fan of helping women do what they want to do and break through that ceiling. And, you know, there's a, there's pressure on us. Like I said, with the families and the, the husbands and all that, the things in you know, our bodies and our health. So, um, and I've been a feminine brand since the beginning and I'm a, I'm a woman. So anyway, I've been attracting women just naturally and most of them are. Yeah. So that's what we do. Right. Amazing. Well, tell people where they can get in touch with you. We'll put everything in the show notes, but how do you want people to connect with you or what's the best way? Definitely just our website. I think it's the easiest way. It's just my name, carolinsoldo.com. Um, if you look for my name on any major platform, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Instagram, you can find us, but the website has all the information. Um, we have an amazing YouTube channel as well. So definitely go check us out on YouTube as well. Yes. Carol has some amazing YouTube videos. You guys check it out. <laughs> I watch her every Wednesday. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Great to have you here and, uh, sharing your story and giving us some little nuggets and, um, 
I will see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for dropping in and spending time with me. Does your dream of working less seem a bit closer after that episode? Mine does. And I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and move you closer to your goals. And if you're wondering if you are ready to do this, hop over and take the Create Your Course quiz for instant results on your next step in the course process, createyourcoursequiz.com. Check the show notes for all the links at donnaashton.com forward slash podcast. Before you go, if you enjoyed the conversation, make sure to subscribe to the show to get new episodes each Thursday as they come out. And if you're on the Apple Podcast app and want to leave us a quick review and some love, that will help spread the word to motivate others to work less and make more.